I'm Allie J. And I'm Crystal O. And welcome to Not Your Token Black Girl, where we recover from spreading black girl magic wherever we go. From careers and cocktails to men and mental health, we're breaking it all down on what it means to wear the token crown. So if you've ever said, I'm not your token, fill in the blank, then this podcast is for you. A fun and witty show that's a little bit shady, but 100% true. It's Saturday brunch combo with the girls in a quick 20 minutes. Now let's get started. Happy Mother's Day from Allie J and Crystal O. On today's episode of Not Your Token Black Girl, we're tackling mommy guilt with our first podcast guest, Ashley Bailey, who is a motherhood, fitness, and lifestyle blogger. Follow her at Tennis Shoes and Tiaras. Ashley, tell us about yourself. Hi, well, thank you for having me today. So I am currently living in Houston with my husband, and I have a two and a half year old daughter, and I just had a baby boy at the end of November. Um, So I am, I guess, balancing now having two kids, um, making that transition and working full time. Um, Thankfully, I work from home, but I'm working full time trying to balance that along with being married and finding time for myself as well. Um, So trying to balance all those different hats and all these transitions at one time. So that's what's going on with me right now. Oh, so happy Mother's Day to you. Alex, happy Mother's Day to you. (laughs) Thanks. Happy Mother's Day to you guys. That just thank you. (laughs) I'm trying to balance it with one Talk to me a little bit about the transition from going from one to two. How do you make it all work? Do you make it all work? Um, And is there ever a time when you feel guilty for having to prioritize yourself or your marriage or whatever it is over your children at certain times? Yeah. So I will say for me personally, um, and I feel like when I talk to different women, this varies a little bit. For me personally, I do not think that the transition from one to two has been awful. Um, The transition to to motherhood, like having one for me was kind of like, what in the world is going on? Yeah, fair, fair. (laughs) I mean, you know, there is not a lot of talk in society or pop culture about the hard parts of motherhood. Um, And thankfully, I have some friends in my circle who I was able to be very transparent with, but I feel like I wasn't really expecting any of what motherhood was going to be, the good, the bad, the ugly. Yeah, uh, yeah so that's fair. With, with number two, like, I kind of expected it. I I mean, I know every kid is different, and my kids are definitely polar opposite, which I, again, expected because I have a sister. My sister and I are polar opposites. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But I kind of knew, like, okay, baby's not going to be sleeping for a few months. Like, we're going to feed him. We're going to do all these things. So I kind of expected that. And I also had let go of a lot of expectations, I think, maybe that I had as a first-time mom. Um, okay. And went more with the flow, like, here's where we are today. <laughs> if it's a good day, great. If it's a bad day, okay. We'll try again tomorrow. Um, right. And so I think being able to let go of those expectations made it a lot easier. Again, like I said, the fact that I kind of knew what to expect made it not as scary this time, but it 
I think it's different. Um, I think you're more relaxed. Like, as a first-time mom, every little sneeze, cough, movement, you're like, what's going on? Are they okay? But with the second one, it's kind of like, oh, they're fine. <laughs> it's fine. You're all right, kid. You're all right. <laughs> right. You know, and I, I would, you'll make it. I would, I, I would second that. I, I just have one. Um, but we'd like to expand um, one day. Um, but... I just remember going back to like that first appointment where they had my insights up on the screen and I see this little tadpole looking thing from that moment, stress and anxiety and worry and excitement was all that ruled me until the delivery room. And even in that moment, you know, people try to describe a contraction. They try to describe what an epidural is going to feel like or or if you went natural or whatever, they try to describe what you can expect, but there's no description because every woman experiences it differently. And then I remember getting wheeled into that, you know, ice cold operating room. And I was literally by myself, Mike was sitting outside and I'm like, okay, I've labored literally all day. And now they're going to cut me open. I'm going to have this scar, you know, is this the best thing for my baby? I mean, just experiencing all of that for the first time, even though like you, Ashley, I had women in my circle who had given birth. I had my mom. I had my grandmother. I had my mother-in-law. They were all telling me what I could expect, but all of their perspectives were tailored to what they had experienced, and it was going to be different for me. So being a first-time mom, it has been a blend of scary and fun. Even now that Aria's, you know, a toddler, if she falls, I'm like, girl, get up. You're fine. Um, but if I have to repeat this or when I repeat this, I'm like, now I know what a contraction for me is going to feel like. Now I know when she, you know, hiccups in the middle of the night, she's not about to croak over from fits. She just has the hiccup. Like, right. you know, I feel like <laughs> the second time around will be a lot right. more relaxed. Although I will say, I kind of forgot what contraction felt like because I was like, is this, is this it? Is this like so I guess okay, so let's you talk about babies. <laughs> because I haven't forgotten. Aria will be two, and I have not. I have not forgotten. Okay. When did you forget, and how did you forget something? I don't know. So, so my horrible. husband and I have had lots of conversations about this, and he's come to the conclusion that I have a high pain tolerance because he honestly did not believe that I was in labor when I told him that I was Wait, in what? labor because. I was very calm. Yeah, he was like, no, you're fine. It's fine. (laughs) I was so calm. (laughs) Well, okay. I am typically a pretty dramatic person. Um, And for our listeners, Ashley and I have known each other almost our whole lives. We met as little girls. Um, And I remember growing up, Ashley has always been cool, calm, and collected, and I have been more like Amber, your sister, Um, you know, theatrical, over the top, doing the most. But when those contractions hit, I, too, was eerily calm. It was almost like I was having an out-of-body experience because the pain was so intense. Like, I couldn't do anything but say, like, please don't touch me. I mean, I was literally saying please and thank you. (laughs) okay so with my second one I walked into the hospital and I didn't realize it and they checked me out because I don't think they believe that I was in labor either 
and then they checked me, and I was already six centimeters. So what is happening? <laughs> so that's oh, a God. little tidbit about how calm I guess I was. Um, but yeah, it's different. I I mean, I think probably, and I will also say like I had a fairly easy labor and delivery and recovery for both of my kids. So I think by the time I recovered from both of them, like I kind of didn't really remember what went on <laughs> during the delivery. Um, and That's like fair. you said earlier, that everybody's labor and delivery is very different. And so if I had right. a more traumatic one or long one, then I might remember it a little bit differently. But for me, like they were pretty non-eventful. And so once you know, things healed and I got back to working out <laughs> and I was like, okay, yeah, we're ready to go. Yeah. Right. Right. So we go through all of this to get these children here. Um, or like Alex, you become a bonus mama and that yeah. adds a whole new layer of womanhood I mean, where I feel like you have to show up in life at a whole new level when you're responsible for yeah, another human life definitely it's definitely different I think you know I do just reflecting on what you guys are saying because I you have experience having a kid I think that I appreciate the transparency of hearing those things because I feel like you know even though everybody's story is different the whole pregnancy part and just that idea still frightens me right like it's it's just scary thinking about it because my husband and I do want to have kids together right so I think that it's great to hear and have that transparency from people like you and I know Crystal you've talked to me about it a thousand times because you know I'm so indecisive of like timing and what makes sense and like what's going to happen to me that and you've just been there for me in that sense and I think you know with being a step parent that's another layer that I add on on to the potential of being a mother because when you're a step parent even though you may not have birthed a child, I've been in Ava's life since she was four. So you become yeah. a person that kind of shapes and molds them. And it's like, um, you know, because I know we're talking about guilt here, right? Like you have this almost feeling, and I know I get this a lot, this feeling of guilt of one, bringing a child into the world, right? Depending on Ava's stage in life and that sort of thing. We think a lot about that. And also just like as she grows older what my where my position is as her stepmom so a lot of different layers and again like I love the transparency of just knowing and understanding what motherhood is like before actually having to do it I follow every like on Instagram I follow everything mother right now because I'm like <laughs> trying to figure it out I'm like is that story gonna be mine you know but I'm like really I think that's why these kind of conversations are so important to me because I have to really get it into my brain on and, and like process it. Right. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I think there are layers, at least for me, there are different layers or I guess different aspects of guilt that I feel at times. And, and don't get me wrong. I don't want our listeners or you guys think I just walk around feeling bah humbug and, that I'm not showing up as a mother, but I guess we talk about the the pregnancy and the labor delivery and, and being this, a stressful, you know, how stressful it can sometimes be as a first time mom and how it, it's 
easier, you know, according to Ashley and everything that I read as a second time mom or third time mom. But then there's also the parts that we don't cast a spotlight on as often, like guilty that my body doesn't look the way it used to, right? Like Aria will be two. I'm still working to get back to my pre baby body or feeling guilty that I can't show up for my girlfriends like I used to and just trying to have my foot in two worlds of my friends, my mommy friends get it, but my friends who don't have kids don't get that I can't come to happy hour at three o'clock because that's Aria's nap time. And I never thought I'd be that mom to, you know, center her life around a little person's schedule. But if my girl doesn't get this nap in, I'm going to be up all night. And if you're not a mom, sometimes you put these pressures on your mommy friends and you might not even realize you're doing it. And it, at least for me, sometimes that guilt of, am I still showing up as a friend? Am I still being a present sister, daughter, like all the other roles I play have sometimes taken a back seat to, I've got to show up for my kid first. Yeah, I mean, definitely see that. Um, For me, I think, like, I feel like I have just brought Sloan into whatever I'm doing. Like, yeah, I really try not to. And like you said, our world does revolve around them for a good period of time, just because simply they depend on us for every single thing in their lives. Right. But I've really tried to make sure that like, yes, and I guess now Jackson also like we're making sure that they're taken care of and that they're loved but at the same time like we're going to have them for 18 years so what happens after that so I've really been intentional and make and it doesn't happen all the time but like making sure like you mentioned like hanging out with friends and I mean I think also some of that comes from my husband works a lot just in the nature of his career he often works 60 to 80 hours a week Um, so if I'm waiting for him to be around like I would never get to do anything so when I call up a friend I'm like hey and it can be a friend with kids or a friend without kids and I let them know I would love to get lunch with you Sloan's going to be with me today is that okay? Right. (laughs) Um, And a lot of times they're a lot more forgiving and open than you expect them to be. And I've had conversations with my friends who maybe don't have kids. And I think sometimes we take on those, like we're worried about those things and that might be about us. It's not necessarily about our friends because I've had friends. Yeah. Who, like I wish people would not exclude me just because I don't have kids. Like I love being on whoever it is to Sloan for however long. Um, right. so I th- like I said, I think some of that is just, by the nature of how our family structure has to be with my husband's career, like, come on, Sloan, let's go. I mean, I, (laughs) last year when we lived in New Orleans, I have another good friend whose husband works just as much as my husband and she has three kids. (laughs) Bless her. Bless her. New Orleans. So we literally like went to every single parade in Mardi Gras, like us and four toddlers. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I distinctly remember I need two hand grenades yeah carrying Sloan like half a mile kicking and screaming um because she was having a meltdown oh about God. I don't know what and we sat in the car <laughs> for 45 minutes <laughs> this is motherhood still, New Orleans style and she's still kicking and screaming this and then when the she calmed down I was like okay let's go back to the parade <laughs> 
<laughs> one of the people who happened to see me actually apparently worked with my husband because he saw us two days later at the, sa- at the same spot on the parade route. And he was like, oh, hey, I recognize you. <laughs> I'm like, please don't talk oh. to me right now. <laughs> right. And he worked with my husband and I didn't know. But I think like there, you still have to be yourself. There's nothing wrong with yeah. having a date night, having the girls night. Um, and like I said, like your kids are going to be there for 18 years or so. But especially now, like that's not very much time. People live for so long. Like you need to have yourself. And so I, I mean, even with, like I said, his work schedule, I have been known to hire a babysitter for Saturday morning so that I can go run and then go hang out at Target for a little bit. (laughs) And then I come back and like those time periods away refresh you and like they make you ready to go back into motherhood. And like, you shouldn't feel guilty about that because you can't be there for other people if you were not in tune in your best self. Um, And I mean, that looks that journey looks different for every single person I at two months when Jackson was two months so a little bit over a month and a half ago I went on a weekend long trip with um some friends and it was just like a retreat and I left him at home and they were like oh well you can bring the baby because he was a newborn and it was a kid-free trip but as a newborn yeah. they were going to allow me to bring him and I was like oh no thanks <laughs> He's all right. Vacation. <laughs> right. And of course right. I was worried and I was calling and making sure he was eating, et cetera. But that was probably the best thing I could have done for myself in that time. I got a full night's sleep. Uh, yeah. Like I got to hang out and talk to people. I mean, at the time I was like right in the middle of maternity leave, like at the beginning, still in that very newborn stage, I got to hang out and talk with women and not, you know, be a human cow for <laughs> Right. Um, Two days. I still had to pump every three hours, but like it was just so refreshing. And like I said, I think that journey looks different for everyone. And but like whatever that journey looks like, like there's nothing to feel guilty about. Like I work full time, and I don't feel guilty about it at all. Like I get to go to work and provide for my kids and allow them to have these experiences and go to daycare where their teachers love them and teach them things that I definitely would not be able to teach them and I knew that before all that is going on in the world today was going on and I especially know that (laughs) so I have a question I I do I want to ask you because I think that that's pretty powerful that you're saying like you don't feel the guilt right because again I'm a step parent right but I sometimes I don't think we should like I downplay the role of step parent yeah, no, but I only have my kids 50% of the time versus you guys who have kids all day, every day, right? Like I, we have split custody. So my daughter comes with me two days a week. She goes with her mom two days a week and then we rotate weekends, right? So it's a little mm-hmm. different. Um, but the my point is, is I work from home and I've been working for home, from home for years because I work for myself and I would always feel guilty if I didn't go pick up my daughter before a certain amount of time, I just started feeling like, you know, I need to be there right when she gets out of school. Right. And my husband was like, well, she has programs after school. Like she can play, like she can hang out. But I just, I don't know why I always felt this sense. So I think it's powerful to hear you be like, no, I'm sending my kids to daycare. And, you know, I think, 
they'll learn. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even have that. And, and that's something too, that I think that is a reason that I struggle. And I really process before bringing um, me and my husband decided to have kids because I'm thinking about it. And I'm like, you know, if I'm that way now, where I just like, I'm really absorbed in making sure it's almost like keeping up appearances, right? Like, if mm-hmm. I'm working at home, there's no reason I should have, I shouldn't pick up my daughter early, or there's no reason I should have a nanny. At one point I had a nanny picking my daughter up, bringing her home and doing homework. And I felt guilty about that as well, you know? So it's like, what makes you, do you feel like makes, got you to that point where you don't feel where you're like, okay, my kid, I'm going to go on this vacation. My kid's going to be in daycare. I'm going to be at home. Like what, what is that? Yeah. So I will, I work from home also. So I definitely understand like you're at home and all of that. But I think also recognizing that everybody has different strengths. Like there's a reason that whoever that daycare teacher is, is a daycare teacher. Um, like that's her passion in life, hopefully. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're speaking to my soul right now. Yeah, that's what she's good at. <laughs> right? so, and I mean, if you like, Sloan runs into daycare every single day and hugs her teacher and like I can go watch on the camera and see her and see her dancing and etc like they are there and that's their area of expertise just like you're an expert in whatever it is that you're doing at work like all of us are experts in what we're doing so why would I not want to give my child that opportunity to hang out with somebody who knows exactly what they're doing I mean for instance like potty training um Sloan is very, very strong-willed, and so we had attempted to potty train her, and she liked to beat to her own drum, Um, but basically, they potty trained her at school, and if it was not for, I don't know what we would be doing right now. Oh, my gosh. Like, and there was a time even when she refused to go to the bathroom at home. She was still going to the bathroom and staying dry for, like, weeks at a time at school, Um, but like that's their area of expertise. I mean, even like I said, right now with everything going on, that's probably like, I mean, obviously things are crazy with her being at home, but like, I'm so sad for her that she doesn't get to go and see her teacher every day and see her friends uh, because she loves mm-hmm. going and doing that. And I mean, I think yeah. if your daughter doesn't enjoy the after school program, that's one thing, but if she likes doing that, like, why not let her do that? Go like, they're offering things that maybe you can't necessarily offer to her and offering her experiences and knowledge and different things that, again, like we all have our own area. And the more that they're around different people and new experiences, the more that they're going to learn and shape into that person that you want them to be in 10, 20, 30 years. You know, I never looked at it that way. And I'm so glad you shared that because um, as someone that is riddled with mommy guilt and any other type of guilt, like I'm such a, a people pleaser, I, I, I'm working on it. I never, I've always saw and put this pressure on myself that I have to be every woman to every person that I'm in relationship with, especially with my daughter, right? I'm going to teach you everything that I know. I'm going to protect you. I'm going to potty train you. Be, and that is not my gift. And you are so right. The <laughs> So we have a nanny who comes in to take care of Aria and this woman loves Blippi. She loves Peppa Pig. 
if I never have to hear that British pig ever again, my life could be so much happier. And you're so like, I am a all about business. I'm all about getting it done. Patience is not a virtue I was blessed with. And so it is like a grueling chore when I have to sit and watch Blippi or Peppa Pig or Llama Llama or try to remind Aria to sit on the potty, break up her stacks into star shapes. Like that's not my thing, but I was forcing it to be my thing because I thought that's what good moms do. So to hear you say, why would I rob my children of getting these experiences by experts really puts it in perspective. Um, And not saying, you know, I can't work on my patients or be present present with my daughter when she wants to watch Llama Llama. Because like you said, in the blink of an eye, I'm going to be fighting with her that her skirt is too short, wishing she would just sit down and watch Llama Llama. Um, But to take that pressure off me and say, look, you're not the arts and craftsy type. So take her for a walk or take her to the mall. Maybe she'll enjoy your, well, not these days with coronavirus, but, you know, finding, shedding that feeling of I have to be every woman to my kid because I can't be, and that's not realistic. So I really appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that was deep. Alex, what other questions do you have for us? I just feel like Ashley is so wise. I don't I mean, she's really wise, and I got on this call, and, and I'm not going to lie to you guys. At first, I was like, ooh, y'all talk about all this labor. Y'all just get providing birth control right now, so I wish it would stop. But then I'm like, actually, this is very, like, I need to hear these things, and I appreciate these types of conversations. Like, I I need this, right? I will say, um, you know, I think it's awesome that, you know, you are – talking about not having the the mom guilt right because I know me and Crystal talk about it all the time and I know she's consistently feeling away and then I know I am so it's good to hear that other side of the the story where it's like no you shouldn't feel the, the mom guilt how do you I guess you know you said your husband works a lot how do you then mix time with your uh, husband and and fostering and building that relationship in your marriage with work and with two kids when do you guys get time and then maintaining yourself and your social life I see I mean right now things are a little bit weird I mean obviously coronavirus but also we just moved to a new city um Houston six months ago so like at the beginning of August, I was very pregnant at that time. <laughs> and then I had a baby at the end of November. And so, like, the newborn stage, I feel like everything goes out the window. But, I mean, in general, we were very intentional with Sloan. And right now we're trying to find babysitters again and build that network up again, which I was right in the middle of finding a babysitter. And then, like I said, all of this stuff hit. So I had not gotten right. to try her out. But like, we were very intentional about going out by ourselves. Um, we also, like, I mean, we left Sloan probably for the first time overnight to go on a wedding, uh, to go to a wedding. Um, she was probably about six months or so. And I am a firm, firm believer in the kid-free weekend. Um, I think you need to have it with your spouse. I also think you need to have it with yourself and maybe with your friends. Um, yeah. And we actually had an overnight trip planned for the two of us um, 
next week, which obviously we're not going on. <laughs> I'm very excited about but we were going next week and my parents were going to keep the kids. Um, so I really think that it's just being intentional about, like, I think the more that you do it, the more it becomes a habit, um, just like yeah. anything else. Um, I mean, whether it's working out or going to your job every day, like when you make that part of your routine, then it becomes easier and easier to do so. And not that all the time is perfect and that all the time we get to hang. I mean, we typically try and do, Probably every couple of weeks we'll try and go out by ourselves. Like I said, the last six months or so have been a weird transition time just with being in the new city and pregnant and a newborn. Um, yeah. But we are trying to come out on the other side of this, that, and like I said, once everything calms down with the pandemic, <laughs> we can get back to this. Um, but yeah, I think it's just being intentional with um, that. And I mean, I like I thrive on relationships I'm not an extrovert but I like I have intentional and intimate relationships with my friends and I make the time for that um so I typically try not to schedule um more than like one or two things a week for myself but I typically go out and do something by myself whether it is a meeting for an organization I'm in going to a workout class happy hour with friends probably once once or twice a week um even with his work schedule and maybe sometimes that means that I have to hire a babysitter because he's not home um and I have something planned or that means that he's at home and doing which he does bedtime all the time but doing bedtime um while I'm going out um but I think it's just making that like making sure that you're intentional about that and I think we also I mean, we've known each other and been together for a long time. So he knows that I also thrive off of that. Like I want to hang out with him and I enjoy hanging out with him, but I also need that time to myself and to have my own thing. Um, So it works out for everyone (laughs) when we're making sure that we're doing all of those things. I love that. I do too. This has been such a great conversation. We'll have to really keep has. this conversation going because I I will tell you, I wish that, like I said, I had mom friends in my circle before Aria came, um, but in hearing their stories, you know, some at least for me, maybe I'm hard-headed. Sometimes when my friends tell me something, my mom tells me something, I'm like, mm, yeah, but that's just your experience. So it's nice to hear it validated. Um, by as many women as as possible that you are superwoman. Um, you are everything in your child or children's whole world. Um, but it is okay to take up space and time for yourself. Um, and actually I think you said it best to go out and get recharged so you can get back in the ring of motherhood. Um, thank you so much for joining us this week. It was great chatting with you. Um, Thank you for having me. Happy Mother's Day. Yes, absolutely. This is Allie J. And I'm Crystal O. And that's it for this week. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 12 p.m. Central for another episode of Not Your Token Black Girl. And also be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google. And follow me at Basic Allie on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at the Crystal O.